Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back. Douglas DeBecker is with us. And here's a guy who truly believes in the indigenous culture and the Balinese culture and its regenerative effects on all of us, basically going back to the basics. And we got a lot to talk about today, and that includes modern medicine, what its place in our lives really is or should be. And I'm excited. A lot to talk about, Douglas. Welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. I just wanted to share with everybody, before we jumped on here, I was telling you that I was going to take a flight to Japan from New York with my son. He just loves the culture, and it's one of those you know bucket list, once-in-a-lifetime kind of trips. And you're traveling to uh, Indonesia, right? That's right. Yeah. And then I was, we, we talked about the, the length of the flight. Mine is 14 hours. Yours is about 12. And then my question was, how do you deal with that You know, in terms of long flights? It's been a long time since I took one that long. And you suggested garlic. And I love this idea that it's you know more of a holistic approach. Now, why would you take garlic for a long flight? Yeah. So when, when you move around, uh, or if you get stressed, um, you uh, your wind uh, gets aggravated. Your wind increases. It's almost like pressure inside of pipes. It, uh, the pressure gets too too high, and so um, garlic is a really simple medicine that helps to reduce the wind and helps helps to do that. So, you know, a lot of the effects that we feel from jet lag and from the different stress that we feel from the flight actually can be alleviated just by taking garlic. Yeah, there's there's medicines that are out there for for wind, you know, that reduce wind. But a lot of the stuff we have in our kitchen, you know, garlic mm-hmm. is one of them. Uh, caraway seed tea is another one. Um, but the in particular with the garlic, it actually reduces the reduces the energy channels, the channels that emotional and kind of stress energy passes through in our system. Hmm. And so that, that allows to, um, that allows the wind to not be so high, uh, and helps the body to, um, work more efficiently. And so it will help with jet lag if you take it before and after. So uh, when we talk about winds, we, we went into great depth on that last time we got together, but just to, to recap for, for anybody that doesn't know one, what wind is, please explain again. Oh, wind is a really subtle, subtle conversation. It's it's not easy to explain, but we can look at it as the um, the the both the uh, information and the movement of that information uh, in relationship to our body. Uh, the clarity of that information, the clarity of the movement of that information to different parts of our body to inform it what to do um, has a, a range where it's most efficient, like in terms of the the pressure or the density of that information and of the medium that it passes through. When we get stressed, that gets disturbed. Um, it has different qualities, you know, different qualities increase it. Usually it's an issue of increasing the wind too much. But in some cases, when people are being sedated or even taking medicine for the wind too much, it can actually reduce the wind too much. Um, but in general, we're, we what we try to do is balance the wind out. So it's in this ideal uh, range uh, so that the movement, the direction of the movement and the uh, pressure 
that uh, it has is um, just right. And it's everything's changing, but it's it's the compensatory power of your body as well. So if the wind is right, then your body's consistently changing and adapting and being flexible in, in a really uh, easy way. But not over uh, not overreacting. It sounds yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah, which, yeah which not overreacting. Invariably, what happens when we get stressed out or have other issues? What is your suggestion? Just centering for a second on on garlic, uh, n- not. Easy to do, like I, you know, if you're traveling, <laughs> and yeah, smells a little. Oh, you bit. Can, I love garlic. It's, by it's, the way. It smells. It. Yeah, it depends on your like uh, social interactions <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So that being said, is there anything that that you would suggest? I know there are, you know, different uh, ways to take it. I don't know if they're good. Like there's, uh, you know, soft gels that are odorless. Um, you know, some say that they. Yeah. Are no, pure. I. I uh, I would I would try it. I don't know. Okay. You know, I don't I don't know in terms of like the there's odorless and all this. I I, I usually take a raw clove of garlic and and eat it if I if I remember. If not, you know, I might have like a cup of chamomile tea while I'm in the airport, or um, even you know even having like a uh, a beer, you know, like they serve alcohol on the plane. Sure. You know, a small amount of alcohol is very balancing to the wind. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Right. So you'll, you, you know, people, I think people sense that and then they overdo it. <laughs> yeah. But we're talking about one. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, and interesting, and by the way, love garlic. Love. In fact, this morning I had it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, on my breakfast, um, whatever, I just sprinkle it on. It's yeah, It wasn't fresh, unfortunately, but uh, something is better than nothing, I guess. Um, when, when you talk about have having a beer or one alcoholic beverage to, to balance the wind, uh, how often could you do that? Could it be? You could, you could do that every night. So that you know, yeah. research. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, it's a small amount. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, tw- twelve ounce beer, glass of wine. Research has come out, you know, many times saying that one is very beneficial. Then there will be research that comes out that says, no, wait, not a good idea to have an alcoholic beverage once a day. Uh, so it's you know, it goes back and forth on that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, in general, we when we even give medicine, we tell people to take a day off each week. So if somebody was really to engage in hmm. uh, an alcoholic drink every night for their wind, then I would still suggest that they take a day a week gotcha. and not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There's other things, you know, there's like, because of the qualities of the wind, there's different ways that you can help it. In general, if you don't have an issue with heat, staying warm, if you don't have an issue with um, oil, you, when your wind is high, everything gets dry. So putting oil on your skin and having oil in your food. And then um, as well as like uh, the wind, light, light qualities tend to increase the wind. Mm. And so um, heaviness like butter uh, or ghee or coconut oil, things that are heavy like that, mm. assuming you can digest it and everything's, you know, in that regard. Usually when we're giving traditionally, if you want to maximize the effect of a medicine for wind or a substance for wind, like caraway seed tea or um nutmeg is another one it's very specific for the heart centered wind um you mix it with butter or or ghee and you take and in particular you take the medicine in the evening time so if you're if you're like if you have a generally stressed life 
doing something in the evening before you go to sleep will actually affect that in a deeper way. You know, um, like mm. having, a, for instance, a cup of caraway seed tea every night versus wow. having it in the middle of the day or the morning. It, the effect of the medicine is about 10 times stronger if you have it in the right time of day. And they've, they've shown this in modern medicine too. Now they're starting to understand that like, you should take this medicine at a particular time of day because it will affect you better. That's fascinating. And I'm a big fan of coconut oil. I think it's fantastic. There's many different uses for it. And yeah, it's great to hear you say that. And that's what we're, we're rolling here today into the topic of, of, of medicine, modern medicine, you know, and, and looking at uh, indigenous medicine as well. Um, what are your thoughts on modern medicine? Obviously, there's a place for it, but I would think that you would exhaust all uh, chances to avoid it. Does that sound reasonable? Um, it, you know, it really depends. You know, like obviously, if uh, there's if there's an issue with some kind of structural damage or accident, you know, there I I wouldn't do anything hardly at all uh, if I could avoid it. That's tr like natural or traditional. Sure. I'd call an ambulance and have them deal with it. Right. Um, of course. You know, or like uh, also with fever is a really important subject where. Um, if there's, there's been several cases where natural practitioners wait too long with a fever, hmm. um, that, and, and maybe not monitor it correctly. And then the person dies. Right. And so that, that's, that's, that's really foolish if there's, um, you know, and, and another, another thing there too is, uh, with parasites, you know, if someone, if someone thinks they have parasites, they should go get a test. The tests aren't you know a hundred percent accurate in terms of if they say no you might still have parasites but if you get a test and it's a positive then you'll know that you have a parasite and you know um what kind and and certain kinds of parasites don't really respond that well with uh with natural herbal remedies um and so you wow. have to really be you know like some parasites do you know uh but uh if you have a very kind of uh, intense parasite and you don't know it and you're taking kind of light doses of an anti-parasitic herb those those things that get rid of parasites in general are really toxic to the body not all mm. of them but a lot of them are people use things like uh uh um, what is it um the green husk of the uh, walnut right uh, th there's different things they use that's that's they're really poisonous actually to the body and they use it for a long period of time they don't get results they're still getting and what ends up happening is they make their body toxic and weak so you know it's it's a similar position for most naturopathic medicine they they do too it's like you know find out what you can and then you can decide if if you need to take something the toxic effect of an anti-parasitic drug is that's toxic too, but it gets rid of the problem very quickly and you can um, deal with the toxic effect afterwards. So there's, there's cert certain, certain things that, but in general, I, 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 the, the approach, it's the idea of what medicine is, you know, like traditionally, you know, although doctors were really respected in, in the, for instance, in the Ayurvedic tradition, they weren't, elevated in society as they are in this society there they it was kind of just another another job and and they were they were um yeah they weren't 
they weren't they weren't made put in a position where they had more responsibility about your health than you had hmm. you know and so you know medicine included lifestyle before medicine i mean they're they're kind of talking about that since they made the mistake of giving you know i think one of the only dietary advices modern medicine gave turned out to be completely wrong and um that was the thing with low cholesterol and low fat diet and after after 20 after basically after about 6 months that the study was put out that started that whole movement the person who did the study admitted that he had been paid off by the companies that were going to push forth the low fat low cholesterol foods and no one really listened to him wow so they did some studies and it validated what he said that 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 there was no connection if you look at the actual original study it'll it'll it, the the summary conclusion is different from the complete conclusion which is almost a page instead of a few sentences <laughs> and um so they did get more studies again and again and again over 20 years they did studies all of them validating that there wasn't a connection and after 20 years of the low cholesterol low fat companies making a bunch of money and the um rates of all the cardiovascular problems skyrocketing like they had never seen before um they finally uh i think it was in uh maybe 1999 or 2000 in the in lancet i think it was or the british british medical uh so uh, journal of the british medical association something like this they announced that um yeah they were backing off on suggesting that that there was no connection that after 20 years of study they've completely validated it and they instructed doctors to kind of apologize and and tell people that that's wrong and there there's still um some medical professionals in the modern medicine industry that's promoting low fat low cholesterol diets you know and Unreal. it's it's in the conventional medical establishment themselves they're they've recognized that that was that was the wrong thing to do so yeah diet <laughs> diet lifestyle wow was a huge part of it um and you know the the uh the system that our our tradition uh, or conventional medicine modern medicine is based on is an indigenous system called Yunani, which means uh, Greek, and it comes out of Egypt, actually. It's Egyptian Greek medicine. It's what Hippocrates practiced and Galen, who are considered to be some of the fathers of modern medicine. And uh, it included a lot of things that we don't do. What happened, it seems like, as we got more into reductionism, we started being able to see causative factors on microscopic levels, and then we started looking for those causative factors in those um, individual uh yeah, things that we're seeing. Just, so I got to tell you, I, I I like to think that I'm fairly plugged into things. I don't recall that low fat, uh, low cholesterol uh, report and how it was was bogus. <laughs> yeah. And that just yeah, goes yeah. to show, you know, in, in terms of marketing. And I believe, you know, from what you're telling us, that it's one of those things like, you know, the bullet was fired out of the gun. You can't pull the bullet back into the gun. So now. It was put out there. It was propelled with lots of marketing dollars because there was an interest from the food manufacturers with with low-fat products. And look at how long that lasted. Two decades. Well, yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, exactly. And that was – it ended two decades ago. That – 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, still, and we still don't really know about it so much. Um, yeah, you know, the the other thing that's out there too that we don't know about, you know, there's a an uh, in traditional medicine they say you shouldn't exercise um, to exhaustion. You should exercise until you sweat, and then and then be good. And that's definitely not the norm of kind of what you perceive healthy to be, right? Like I'll, I'll give you an example. My uh, my younger brother, he uh, was a hockey player and he got his heart rate up to like 140 beats per minute um, and would hold it there and then take a break for 10 minutes and then do it again. Um, and he played hockey four times, a, four times a week. He was he was he was uh, before he was playing that much hockey. He was a police officer. And he was a he's very healthy guy. You know, he wasn't like fat, overweight. Mm-hmm. He ate pretty well. His cholesterol had some issues, and they put him on on statin drugs. Well, if if you look at if you look up research around statin drugs, it's it's uh, it's not really well established that that helps a lot. It might help a little bit. Um, there's there's plenty of information that says well, it might not really be the best thing to do because. In, it, it encourages ultimately the liver to produce more cholesterol because it stops the liver from doing that. And so mm. um, a lot of people that do statin drugs, they end up their cholesterol just continues to be a problem. Whereas when you when you look at people that eat healthy fat, healthy cholesterol, and they have strong digestion, um, they seem to do really well. You know, I lived uh, I lived in a few different parts of the world and like, yeah. They, they just don't as soon as they start to introduce the vegetable oils and processed oils and and uh, low cholesterol stuff it, it it creates an issue you know like the low cholesterol butter that's just oil, vegetable oil and yep anyways he ended up how he went for a cholesterol score and uh, he's a few years younger than me he went to his cholesterol score and after about uh it's a calcium score and a hundred is considered to be dangerous you're in a dangerous level once you get to 100 he had 3000 and they were um they immediately uh had him do an angiogram uh the angiogram did not turn out great and they weren't gonna let him leave the hospital without giving an open heart surgery oh my god they couldn't they couldn't arrange it so five days later they did it and you know like there's there's nothing for sure about it but as as i sat with them talking about a situation and looking some things up online I found out two things. Uh, one is that some literature is censored off the internet. You know, there's there's a thing called um, uh, Brave Brave Browser, and that browser has uncensored medical information on it. So so the stuff that I found on the regular Google, however, um, was they, there's all kinds of indications that when you exercise to exhaustion. It it inflames your your cardiovascular system and 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 the way that it goes to take care of the inflammation is by wow. packing calcium in there. So what you're and saying so, is, it, if we're going to exercise, which we should, not to exhaustion, just to the point where yeah. you know you get your heart rate up, you feel good, but not uh, you know where you just till can't you, pay. till you sweat. You yeah. know, and I've I've told people several things from traditional medicine that I was taught. Um, that I don't really know all the backgrounds, like why, why that's the case. And this was one of them. I had just been telling one of my clients 
that because he was super into the gym. So, and, I, and I was telling him that that's what they suggest. And I trust it because of so many other things. And it's, sure. you know, it's after watching, watching people with a high level of observation for thousands of years, you know, it's, it's not like it's empirical, you know, it's not like they just kind of guessed, you know, and, and it really was in within the next couple of weeks that I found out about my younger brother. And uh, it's, it, it's, it's definitely a factor. We don't know if that's the only factor or not, you know, but like, definitely when I read the research, it, it's, there's definitely um, lots of indication that when you push yourself too hard, you'll end up with cardiovascular diseases. Wow. And it's, uh, it is a, uh, it is something you notice with uh, a lot of um, in, in the gym um, and in the naturopathic world and like health, health hype world, a very healthy, very kind of like strong guys um, that all of a sudden just like drop, you know, like when they're yes. 50, like, 50 years old. Like runners. You see all these stories of these uh -huh. healthy guys running and then out of nowhere, bam. Um, yeah. We have a, a couple of minutes left. Uh, definitely want to talk about an event, an online event that you have coming up very soon. Can you tell us more? Uh, yeah, we're doing a three-day event uh, online uh, to cover um, the basic foundation of how traditional medicine helps uh, the body to heal itself you know how the, like the supportive effect of the wind different things that can balance the wind um ideas of uh relationship and expression of creativity um that help uh the energy in the body that's informing our body how to be healthy how to take care and heal itself um how to allow that to flow more as well as uh cycles in nature and uh, we're even having a special presentation around um, kind of social structure and how certain kinds of social structure can really help wellness to just result um, naturally. Uh, yeah, so. Fascinating. I, I could go all day talking with you, Douglas. It, it's just even even the, the natural alternatives to uh, – Modern medicine are fascinating. And even the stories, even when we're talking about, you know, the, the low fat, if you were to ask a hundred people right now, uh, what do you think about a low fat diet and keeping your cholesterol down? I would have to believe that probably out of those hundred people, probably 80% of them would probably say, yeah, low fat is going to help you with the, you know, your heart and keep that, you know, cholesterol down. Right. It's good because that's the way we've been programmed. And, and again, even working out, you know, there are some people, if you can do it, they probably will push themselves right to the edge in terms of exhaustion just because it feels good. And, and wow, I did it. I actually did it. But you're doing something that is counterproductive uh, to, your, yeah. to your health. Yeah, there's different different types of people. You know, if you're really fiery, you'll probably be that person in the gym pushing yourself. It feels good. You know, it feels to get hot. It feels to be confronted. Sure. It feels to like, you know. To fight, all that stuff is kind of appreciated by fiery people because it allows them to have more clarity of where they're at, and yeah, and they and they want to have some clarity about what's going on. And For but sure. the thing is, too, they start to want you to know that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, every, yeah, and you know, one person spreads bad information, and there it goes; it's everywhere. For that online event, where do we find out more about that? Uh, naturalbornhealer.online naturalbornhealer.online. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And if, if somebody wants to reach out to you, look for 
uh, indigenous alternatives to their health and you yeah. know, your your lifestyle and way of life uh, and your approach to it. How do they find you? Indigenousmedicine.net is my website. It's a great place to go. Yeah. Uh, always fascinating talking with you, Douglas. It is just, uh, it's refreshing. Um, and you're plugged into everything. And uh, I'm going to the grocery store and getting garlic later. <laughs> like fresh, fresh garlic. <laughs> You know? Fresh garlic is, is is not as warming. Yeah, if if you yeah if you have some heat, it's better to do fresh garlic. Than, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and same with uh, same with ginger. You know, powdered ginger is way 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 hotter than than just fresh ginger. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, great talking with you, Douglas. I really appreciate nice it. Talking to you too. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. All right. We'll All be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah. Buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.